So let me ask you guys a question. Who in here is blessed today? Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys realize, but this is the New Year's Eve for the year 5780. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah starts tonight at uh, sundown. And so when you go and see some of your uh, Jewish friends, just say Shana Tova. <laughs> yeah. Shana Tova. And then they'll say, Hag Sameach. <laughs> but we're here to talk about Jesus today. Amen. And, uh, well, actually, he was a Hebrew. <laughs> now, today is going to be a little bit, kind of, sort of, semi, or semi, depending where you're from. If you're from the south or from the north, I don't know which is which, but I remember... Paul, I think, was probably from the southern part of Israel. Because he said, I pray in tongues more than ye all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to ask a couple of questions. And I'm going to start with a statement first. Now, we all know what the definition of insanity is, right? It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Now, does that work? No? <laughs> so we need to make some changes. That's the only way we can find and get a different result. Now, looking at changes, I know we've all made changes in here. I know Ben, they moved from Ontario out to here. That was a big change. There's my wife, Alice. She could have chosen anybody to get married to in Hong Kong, but she decided to go from good <laughs> to the best. <laughs> and she moved to Canada for me. <laughs> and one of my mentors, uh, John Maxwell, he wrote this book probably 25 years ago. It's called Developing the Leader Within You. It was a bestseller. There was millions and millions of copies sold. Now, in the last less than a year, he revised it. And people asked him, so why did you revise this book that you wrote that was such a great book 25 years ago? And he said, well, in the last 25 years, I've changed too. I've grown. So why could it stay the same? Because if I want to be current for today... It needs to change. He didn't just do a little mini tweak here and tweak there. He did an 89% rewrite. So that's not just a little thing. It's kind of like a tornado went through and wiped out the whole thing, and you had to rebuild. Because he talks on leadership a lot. When you think of a leader, you think somebody, the first word that comes to you is meek. Well... I found this really cool definition of what meekness is. It says, meekness is an attribute of human nature and behavior. It has been defined several ways. Righteous, humble, teachable, patient under suffering, long-suffering, willing to follow gospel teachings, and an attribute of a true disciple. So... If you think meek actually means 
like one of these little milk toast guys sitting in a corner. That's not what it means. Just take that to heart. Now, when you think of somebody who has those attributes, do you think of somebody who is tall, charismatic, and they are also extremely handsome, kind of like Kyle or Trent. They, they have those attributes. But you know, just because they're that doesn't mean that they were a born leader. We can become a leader. Characteristics, you know, we can work with that. God can work with us to be able to help train us, to teach us, but we just have to, we have to be humble. Now, what does it say in the Bible about the meek? It says in Matthew 5, 5, God said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So does that sound like a little weakling kind of guy? No. No. So the world has this thought of what meekness is, but God has the true meaning of what meekness is. And we, we can all learn those kind of attributes. Now, leaders are born, right? Of course they're born. Everybody's born. <laughs> sure, some, some may have natural abilities growing up, but you know the good news is that we don't have to be a natural to become a leader. All we need is a heart for God and to be teachable. And I know all of you have that. So what you can do is maybe nudge the person on your side, turn to them and say, you know what? Even you can become a leader. You know, one of my favorite guys in the Bible is Moses. And uh, in Numbers 12.3, God described what he saw Moses as. She says, now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of this earth. So, Again, he wasn't a natural-born leader. He had some issues. He had, uh, you know, kind of escaped from a couple of areas because he did this thing where he kind of killed an Egyptian. <laughs> Apparently, that wasn't a cool thing back in those days. So he, he goes out, gets in the, the wilderness for quite a while. You know, that's why I like Moses, because I can relate to a number of things that he has done, well, I haven't killed anybody, but that, you know, he went out to the wilderness, I've been to the wilderness, we've all been in the wilderness, and through that, we've learned some things. And not, not only learned some things, you know, sometimes from the school of hard knocks, but at the same time, do we want to go back into the wilderness? No, it's, it's not a fun place to be. We've all made sacrifices. We've all done things that we wish we could have done better. But looking at what leaders are, what they can do, what they've given up, they've all had to make some sacrifices. We've all had to make sacrifices. So we're, we're partway there. If you've made a sacrifice, you're partway to become a leader right there. Now, like it says, leaders... Look at things, okay, kind of like Alice. She said, okay, 
here's the good, here's the excellent. Which one do I want to go for? It doesn't take that much more to go from good to excellent. It's going to take a little bit of work, but the rewards are exponential. Now, I know that each and, each and every one of you got and have busy lives, right? What happens is that sometimes what we do is we say things like, gosh, what do you mean it's almost October? Where did the time go? It's only three months till Christmas? My goodness. Time's going to go by no matter. So we need to be looking at how can we best use our time? Because time is a resource that's limited. 24 hours, that's it. Period. No less, no more. We all got the same amount. How we use our time effectively is how we're going to advance or become the leaders that God wants us to be with his help. Now, sometimes, unfortunately, we get so busy that we don't take time to rest. And sometimes, really unfortunately, we kind of put God kind of on the the back burner and we're not spending as much time with him as we should be or could be. He wants to have a massive relationship with us. And through that, he says, I love you guys. I want to be with you guys. It's a two-way street. You need to be the one in communication with him so he can be in communication with you. For us to be able to, to do that time, we need to just get away. It's a choice, isn't it? Realistically, it really is a choice. Because we don't want to get back into that desert again. And Moses was there for 40 years. Sure, it was, it was an 11-day trip that it would have taken, if you look at Google Maps, but it was a 40-year journey because there was some growth that needed to be done in between. And uh, we don't want to take that next 40 years for us to get to the place where, where the Lord wants us to be. How do we do that? How do we make those changes? Well, it says in Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's for each and every one of us. And the only way that we do that is by spending time with him. Now, does anybody want to go back into the desert? Yes or no? No. I didn't think so. Now, again, change that habit. You know, get along with God. You know, Moses did that, so why can't we? We need to realize that God wants each and every one of us to be able to fulfill that destiny that he is in store for us. Some of us have put those things on the side. I remember... It was, I think it was a preacher from the Bahamas. Sorry, forgot his name. But he said, when you go by a graveyard and you take a look in there and see all the unwritten books that are in there, all the unfinished songs, all the unfulfilled lives, that's, that's not what God wants for us. He wants us 
to fulfill our destinies for him. Because each and every one of us does have a purpose. And sure, we got some shortcomings. Sure, we got some faults. Sure, we got some weaknesses. But what we need to do, for myself anyways, I need to humble myself, get before God, and say, Lord, I need your guidance. You need to direct me. What do I need to change? And how can I change that? I need your strength to be able to do that. So will he do that for you? Of course he will. And there's some that have grown up from an earlier age that they have accepted the Lord. And then, you know, other ones, they, they've gone through some turmoils. And then, so they made some changes. Other ones have, like myself, I didn't get saved till I was 40. You know, and Trent's got his story. You, you've heard his story from his background, what he was doing to the purpose that he has now. That's a big difference. Instead of being um, a bar bouncer and uh, a steer wrestler to be such an awesome preacher that he is with a vision that God's given him to affect not just this community, but realistically, you don't know where all those things are going to go. It definitely could affect nations. So God doesn't like small projects, obviously. And the other thing is, you can't be double-minded. You can't uh, be someone who is self-reliant, because when you're self-reliant, you kind of put God on the sideline. And the way I like to look at it is, okay, God, you know, this, this one, I, I can handle this one myself. You know, it's not such a big deal. So you're struggling and struggling, and you start to realize that, oh, God, well... How come he's not helping me out? Well, guess what? Because you're the one who said, God, I really don't need you in this situation. But what's he doing? Because he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's patiently, he's got the longest suffering of ever for anybody. So he's there shaking his head. looking. Okay, when's Johnny going to actually say, hey, Lord, uh, I really need your help? Because as soon as, as, soon as you say that, he's going to be Johnny on the spot, right? But... If we're self-reliant, we've tied his hands. So we need to get that out of our, our thinking and our doing also and be able to say, Father, I need you in every area of my life always. What other things can we do? Some of us, I know myself personally, have uh, had lots of self-doubts. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. But those aren't his words for us. And he has told us who we are and what we have. So we need to take that to heart. And not only that, the words that we do speak, we need to be speaking faith-filled words because we're proclaiming all those things that he has promised us. And through that, we can continue to do those things that he needs us to do for him. And what does he say in, uh, you know, Matthew 6.33? He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. So he did that for Moses, didn't he? So if he did that for Moses, why can't he do it for us? It's in our ballpark, too. We just have to be the ones to say, Lord, I need you. I can't do without you. 
You need to guide me. You need to direct me. You make my crooked path straight. You know that there's all sorts of trade-offs, right? We've all made trade-offs in life. But instead of making trade-offs, why don't we trade up? Things that we can do to do that, you know, always ask God for wisdom. Get, get some mentors in your life. Get some, not just mentors, but godly mentors. I've been very fortunate that I have a number of mentors in my life, one including Trent. And he's been a great person for me to be able to help hone me in certain areas. Like, I'm not a person who ever really wanted to speak in front of crowds. And I forced myself. I said, Lord, I'm sick and tired of thinking of myself that I can't do something. So what do I need to do? He said, well, nobody said you can't do it. You're the one who says you can't do it. Okay, so what do I need to do? He said, okay, uh, go to Toastmasters. And uh, was it easy? No. Did I enjoy it? No. <laughs> I, I still remember the first talk that I did. Actually, I, I think I may have mentioned this to you guys before. Uh, when I was in the corporate world, and I was in this management program, and at lunchtime they had this Toastmasters thing. This was, I'm talking like uh, 30, 35 years ago. And he said, okay, well, Toastmasters, that'd be a good idea. Okay, I went there and uh, says, hey, well, this sounds really interesting. I spent an hour at lunchtime doing that. And then said, okay, John, next week when we get together, you're going to be the one that's going to, to tell us who you are. And basically, it's called an icebreaker. And you're going to do this. So guess what? I didn't show up. <laughs> 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 the same thing I, I went to support a friend at a Toastmasters meeting and because he was going to be doing his speech and he did the hey you did a great job and so he said hey let's get together for coffee after and I just want to talk to you about this program he said sure let's okay you're, you're, you're buying so that's fine with me now he said John you know this would really help you out and uh, be able to get your work. He said, you know, that's, that's great for you, but, you know, I don't do that. I would rather sit down at a desk and uh, talk with somebody or sit in a... As long as I'm sitting down, I'm fine. Because, uh, you know, it, 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 I can still keep it here. And when I stand up, everything goes... <laughs> but that was my thought of myself. Am I going to be as effective for the Lord... If I'm just able to do it like a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing, potentially, I can affect a person. But is that going to have a wider range of uh, influence? Said no. So okay, what I want to do, Lord, is I want to make what I think is my greatest weakness into into one of my better strengths. And he's with me all the time. Do I mess up? Of course I do. And, but again, I've asked for wisdom. I've got godly mentors in my life. The other thing we need to do is become a disciple. My goodness. This discipleship is, is a tough road, but it's worth it. Because you are basically submitting yourself 
And in a lot of cases, my ego would get in the way and say, okay, well, I'm too good for that, or, you know, that's beneath me, you're this. But if that's the case, I haven't humbled myself. And I've just gone out and said, well, forget that. So now I've kind of erased that from my life, that. So if I've erased that, and I can grow because I want to be a continual learner. Now, some people ask me, okay, well, you, you read all these books, you do all these things here, but I've done those things myself. Why do I need to do it? I've, I've already received th- these awards. I've already got this position. I've already got, you know, everybody's got excuses, right? And I, I use this one person in one of my mastermind groups that I teach. I take everybody's excuses away. I have one gentleman that comes to my mastermind groups who is continually learning, and he's in his 90s. So what's our excuse? He's an example that I use all the time, especially when I'm talking to somebody who is probably in their like 30s. You know, I've, I've finished my education. Yeah, that's great. You know, and I've, I've achieved this. That's great. And so you don't need to learn anymore, right? You don't know. I, I, I know everything, right? Just like us growing up as parents. And we finally realize, you know, some of those things my parents said to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But through this process, are there going to be setbacks? Of course there are. One of my other, basically another teacher of mine is uh, Les Brown. He said, you know what a setback is? A setback is just a setup for a comeback. He also says that if you fall back, look up and get up. And when he's talking about look up, he's talking about the Lord. And there was this one musical group that I used to go and see down in Portland and a number of years ago. And they had this one song that they sang. And some of the lyrics were, man who walks by the side of the road and turn himself around. He can pick himself up, dust himself off, and start all over again. So have you been knocked down before? Have you gotten back up? The only time you lose is when you stay down. So continue to get back up. You know, just ask Rocky. He, he's like Rocky number 197 now, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm sure there's going to be failures too. Finish this statement for me. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you... That's a good one. I like that. Generally, one of the books I read by John Maxwell, the title of it is Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You... The word lose is crossed out, and it says learn. Because from every situation that we've come through, we always learn something. So what am I going to do next time that's not going to have that same result. And then when you fail, hopefully you're failing forward. It's not those one step forward, three steps back. It's the three steps forward, one more step forward, one more step forward. Now the other thing is, this, this was a hard one for me to understand. When I failed at doing something, I, it was me. It was my problem. I made it happen. It was, I caused it. But 
later on I realized it was just an event. It did not define who I was. So you need to look at that for yourselves too. If you've ever failed at anything, it was an event. Now, leadership really is nothing more than influence. It's not a position. It's not a title. It's not tenure. It's just influence. So the more we can look at our influence and how we can increase our influence, the better. And it still comes back to what do we need to do? We need to spend more time with the Lord. We need to humble ourselves. We need to recognize what our weaknesses and failures are. And to me, you know, I've got like, okay, actually, here's, here's my list right now. <laughs> failure. 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 Not anymore. So just to kind of bring things to a recap. You know, it's, what do we need to do? We need to get along with God. Ask for his wisdom. Ask for his guidance. Because he wants to have, like I said earlier, a major relationship with us. And we make the initial call. He answers. We don't make the call. What's he going to do? He still waits. We need to be honest with him. We need to acknowledge our, our weaknesses. We need to acknowledge our faults. See, okay, what do I need to do to overcome those? What processes, what do I need to learn? Because to me, learning is an ongoing process. Like the, the 90-year-old guy, uh, it's non, non-stopping. You know, that's maybe one of his quirks, but that's okay. <laughs> I can learn from that too. Leadership, again, Nothing more, nothing less than influence. It's not a title. It's not a position. We need to be hungry for God and make the time. It's all about choices. You can choose to to watch Netflix or you can choose to spend time with the Lord. Still, it's the same amount of time that you used up that you're not going to get back again. But the time that you spend with the Lord... Is going to be more beneficial than watching Netflix. I'm not saying that you should cancel your subscription, but use your time wisely. Because he has a purpose for each and every one of us. And we need to have a clear picture of what that is. He says, make your calling sure. And the only way to do that is by spending time with him. So he did that for Moses, right? So what makes Moses so special that he can't do that for any of us? So that's basically what I was want to talk to you guys about, was just looking at things on how we can be the best us possible. Honoring him, doing what he's called us to do, no matter what our age is, we, we still have a race to finish. And going through that, like I said, are there going to be challenges? Of course there's going to be challenges. <laughs> because there's somebody who doesn't want us to have the, the end result that we're going to have. Because you know that's, that's his job description, right? He plays with our mind. Satan just is, he, well, he's a big-time loser, right? But we don't need to buy into his program 
That's why we need to be spending time with the Lord. And so I just want to pray with you guys. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the desire for more influence, Lord. Draw us out of our comfort zones and bring us back into our faith zones, Father. Thank you that you give us dreams and visions, Lord. Thank you that you make our purpose and calling clear to each and every one of us, Father. We want to be great and we want to do great and mighty works for you, Father. We want to be wholly dependent on you, Lord. We are more than conquerors. We are the head, not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We are the child of the Most High. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And everybody said, Amen. So thank you. Hopefully you got something out of this. I know it was a little bit heavier, but that was what was really on my heart because it's something that I myself personally deal with all the time. Okay, how can I, how can I do something better for you, Lord? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? Who am I? These are the things that the guy that got cast down, he plays in our mind. And for me to be the best person that I can be and do the best things that the Lord wants me to do is by spending more time with the Lord. He is my source and provider in every area of life, physically, financially, socially, mentally, spiritually. And he's placed people in my path that have challenged me, which is good. I, I want to be challenged. And looking at being pushed because growing is painful. And I like staying in that kind of area of pain because I want to continue to grow. And is it, like I say, is it easy? No. Is it worth it? Yes. And each one of you is worth it. And you need to realize that, again, you are the child of the Most High. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.